Hello once again, ladies, gentlemen, fanatics of all ages, and welcome to what is most likely the final spring training edition for 2023 of Phillies Therapy. My name is Paul Boyer, joined as always by the Athletics' Matt Gelb, who's down in Florida, recording this as the World Baseball Classic is happening, where multiple members of the Philadelphia Phillies are, are once again carrying the team on their backs, being heroic and all that. Trey Turner's already homered again by the time of this recording. Just being amazing just makes you want the season to start that much sooner so that they can carry some of this hot hitting over into games that matter. But for the meantime, we'll take what we can get. And that includes a hot, hot battle for the end of the bench. <laughs> the 25th and 26th spots on the roster. That battle is it's fierce. It's been hot for the entire spring. We've also got some interesting news on Bryce Harper that just came out earlier today. It's not really it's not really anything that happened. It's more like something that won't happen. We'll touch on that in a second. I'm really just going around spring trying to take stock of what's happening as we enter the last week, the finally the last week of games. Matt, I know you've got to be feeling a little bit relieved that we're coming this close to the to the finish line here. I just watched Kyle Shore get a green light on 3-0 and uh, fly fly it out. I'm imagining somebody, I'm imagining like, uh, you know, Mike from Delco being like, uh, hey, Trey, you know, uh, you know, save some of these home runs for uh, June, you know, like, come on, man. Like, but no, I mean, I, I it's, uh, it, it's been a long spring, I think. I mean, I have not been down here the whole time and even I'm feeling it that it's a long spring. I mean, just talking to guys here in Philly's camp, like it, it, I think everyone's just kind of, it's kind of ready to go, um, you yeah. know, ready to get this thing started. And, um, when you, when you, when you think about Philly's camp as a whole, like, I think Paul, my biggest takeaway is that, um, you know, guys who were fighting for jobs had, had really good camps. I've had really yeah. good camps. I mean, All you look at the five, five guys, um, that they're looking for, for bench jobs, uh, Jake cave, Derek Hall, uh, Cody Clemens, Dalton Guthrie, Scott Kering, all, all had, you know, really good flashes this spring. And, and, and you're like, okay, these are all five of these guys. Only two of them are going to make the team. But mm-hmm. you know, all five of these guys are going to play for the Phillies at some point this season, barring injury. And, you know, you feel good about the depth there. You feel really good about the way Junior Marte, um, and it is Junior. I have learned that now since yes. uh, spring has started, is he, he wants to be called Junior. Mm-hmm. Um has, has had a really strong spring. McKinley Moore has been a total pop-up guy. He's throwing a ton of strikes. He's obviously going to pitch for them at some point this season. Um, you know, there, there's been guys who have stood out uh, in this camp, and uh, I think as a whole for them, they have to leave here feeling feeling pretty good. Um, you know, they've avoided, you know, major injury aside, you know, the Andrew Painter disappointment. Uh, sure. But, you know, again, all indications are that he is, uh, you know, going to be throwing – uh, quite soon again uh, so they hope to see him you know in may or june but um yeah the guys in the fringe have had good camps i think that's my biggest takeaway as a whole uh, it, it, we've been so fortunate so far um that so many of these guys have stayed healthy you know the ones playing in the wbc the ones who are in camp you know all the way on down through the minor league guys they, they've really dodged a lot of bullets um you know, Brandon Marsh left today's game against the Pirates with apparently some some middle finger discomfort that's apparently not serious. Minor, I think. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's fine. 
the most significant injuries really, it seems like Chris Sanchez and Nick Nelson, like the guys who were kind of on the fringes of, you know, usefulness or, or usage, I guess would probably be the nicer word um, for how they'd fit into the bullpen or the rotation in, in, in either of their I cases. I guess I'd put really Ranger up there only because like Ranger will, um, you know, the, the plan is for him to break camp with them, but like, he's uh-huh. not going to be, he's going to be like a three inning pitcher. I think like the first time mm-hmm. out. Um, and yeah, that, sort of like, like not insignificant, but yeah, no, it's sort of like what we saw with Zach Wheeler coming out of yes. the gate last year, you know, ramping and up Ranger getting... too. That's Ranger true. Was yeah. Ran... A little behind last year. Yeah. Ranger liked a little bit. Um, take April to ramp up and then, okay, we'll see what we get. I mean, it, it wouldn't be surprising to see a lot of these guys on the pitching side, come out a little bit slower. They've for the most part looked good though, in these spring games for as much as you can glean from that. So you're riding into the season feeling pretty good about what you've seen. At least I am. And this goes on through the bullpen guys too. You know, you, you mentioned McKinley Moore. There are other guys who didn't really have as much of a shot of making the team still have pretty good cameos. I like the interesting things that I saw from guys like Andrew Baker and Andrew Schultz, yes. even though, you know, the numbers don't really pop or whatever. That's fine. But you want that. You want to see something from the guys who make cameos, the minor leaguers who are not competing for jobs right now. Um, painter aside, cause he's a special case and probably always will be. But you look at those guys who are a little bit lower in the depth chart, and you just want to see something interesting. You want to understand why the team brought them to Major League Camp, why the team thought they could hang for a couple of appearances, a couple of innings, whatever the case may be, to supplement some of the playing time while the actual Major Leaguers, the current Major Leaguers, get their playing time in. And really, up and down, it's been a positive spring for just about everybody. It feels unique. Yeah, I mean, Phillies lead the, the entire uh, major leagues in walks this spring among pitchers, but these games have been really hard to watch, quite honestly, Paul, because, like, I mean, they've they've used a lot of minor league pitchers. I mean, and guys, not even guys who are not even in big league camp, like they've called over, you know, a, a, a lot of pitchers from minor league camp uh, on a daily basis uh, just to get through these games. And um, quite frankly, a lot of those guys haven't thrown strikes. And the guys they're calling over are typically, you know, like um, they're not – necessarily the best prospects over there they're guys who they really just like um they they think can throw strikes they want to get them work like they you know they if they disrupt their schedule they're not too concerned about it so it's like kind of your like double a triple a kind of extra guys and they just haven't thrown strikes and it's been a little disappointing to see that um too many walks but of the guys who are going to make the major league team and of the like sort of immediate depth guys um i think there's been generally been a lot of good strike throwing yeah, that's true. There is a delineation there between, you know, guys Huge. who are considered yeah. prospects <laughs> and, you know, more organizational type guys. That That's for sure. Um, yeah. And there is a difference with, with who they they've use. had to use a lot of those org guys. This yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. they have uh, one or guy who has seen no time on the field and will not for a little while um, is a fellow you might have heard of named Bryce Harper, who, as you all know, had Tommy John surgery uh, during the offseason. We're all sort of trying to figure out when he might be back. The last time we heard a timeline update, he was pegged for a return sometime in the summer. The conservative estimate was around the All-Star break, maybe the end of July. Folks seemed like they were being pretty open-ended about it, kind of leaving some doors open. And maybe you had the thought in the back of your mind that, hmm, you know, th- this is a guy who who's just kind of got that dog in him, who just really wants to get back out onto the field, who almost feels as though he wouldn't want to wait until that conservative estimate hit. Well, might be some interesting news on that front for people who thought that way. Earlier today, in a radio interview, 
Dave Dombrowski alluded, well, explicitly, not alluded, said that Bryce Harper is not going to start the season on the 60-day injured list. Now, here's what that means in practical terms. In order to be on a major league team, you have to be on a club's 40-man roster. From those 40 players, 26 are on the active roster. That comprises your major league team. When you were on the 40-man roster, you were eligible to be placed on something called the 60-day injured list. That removes you from the 40-man roster. You do not count against the 40-man roster limit, but you have to be out for 60 days. Once you are placed on that list, there is no reverting that. You cannot transfer back and, and, and have takebacks and say, well, actually, I'm only going to be out one month. No, you have to miss two months. So it allows you some roster flexibility. It allows you the chance to call somebody up if you're in season to replace the player who got hurt for that significant amount of time. Now, what's interesting about Dombrowski saying Harper is not going to start the year on the 60-day, that means, well, it means a couple of things. The first thing is that there's a shot, and I can't say it's likely. I can't say really you should put more than a 20, 15, 20% chance of it happening if you want to be aggressive, that Bryce Harper could be back in May. 60 days from the end of this month, opening day, when um, the 60-day would be effective or whenever he would be placed on it, would be the end of May. So we're leaving that door open. Matt, I, I, I think even if the chance is low that Harper comes back and DHs at some point in May, after undergoing Tommy Don surgery in, in mid to late November, that seems pretty amazing. Just the fact that they're leaving this open, leaving this door open for Harper to make his return that early. Yeah, I think so. I think this is a combination of a few things. One, they, they don't need the roster spot right now. Like, I, I think if they needed to get a couple guys onto the 40, that they probably would have moved Bryce over to the 60. Um, they don't need to right now, so they aren't don't feel the need to close that door. Um, and, and I think that makes perfect sense. And the other is like, yeah, I mean, they've been encouraged by Harper's work this spring. Um, I, you know, from where I stand, Paul, and talking to people and watching his progressions, like I've still got him like sometime in June. I think, you know, maybe I bumped it up a little bit. Like I think I had him in late June, you know, uh, mm -hmm. before the spring started. And maybe, you know, we're looking at like mid June or earlier in June now. Um, I still think it's June. Um, I would be really surprised if we see Bryce in May, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it, they aren't ruling it out and you know, it could come two or three weeks in the season that they need a 40 man roster spot and they just decide to move Harper over to the 60 at that point. It doesn't affect, you know, when he would be able to come back because you can backdate it to opening day. So even if like it's April 25th and they're like, Oh, we need a 40 man spot. Let's move Bryce over to the 60 he still can come back, you know, very end of May. Uh, it doesn't start 60 days from that period where they put him on it. So I, I think what it is, is they're just trying to um, encourage Harper to keep doing what he's doing uh, by keeping that door open and that they just didn't need the roster spot right now. So yeah, it's certainly interesting. I, I don't think in my mind it changes any kind of expectations I have. I was always shading toward sometime in June, you know, before the all-star break. And I'm still going to stick with that, I think. The one interesting repercussion or, or ripple effect that my mind was jumping to was Noah Song. Now, Song has been sidelined for the last week or so with, with back stiffness, back tightness. Um, he's been on the shelf. He is not going to be healthy or active to start the year at whatever level he, 
he would have been at. Uh, he is still technically a rule five pick, but he is on this military list, this restricted military still? list. Yeah. That means he is not counting against the 40 man roster for the Phillies. Now, when opening day arrives, he needs to be or else he's got to be offered back, put through waivers, that whole thing that we've covered in the past. It seemed like an easy fit, and you don't need to line up moves like this as if they're exact puzzle pieces, but it seemed like a fit that in order to keep Song around and, and make it kind of easy that, all right, yeah, we've got Bryce Harper as a 60-day candidate. We just free up the 40-man spot that Harper is occupying, add Song, then put Song on the major league injured list, and then see where it goes from there. That doesn't seem to be the way it's going to happen exactly. There's somebody else maybe on the fringe of the 40 man who could be designated or another injury could pop up. Potentially one of the pitching injuries uh, could be more significant than, than we know. There, there's a host of things. But really, as it relates to Noah Song, uh, do you know anything more about their plans for him and, and what we might what we might see transactionally with Noah Song come opening day? <laughs> they're, they're being very secretive about their plans for Noah Song. I did watch him play catch the other day. Um, no, he's not doing anything more than that right now. Um, I, I think their plans are to put him on the 15 day IL to start the season. Um, and to do that, they have to get him on the 40 man. And, 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 you know, there's a roster move. I think that's pretty obvious. Like Andrew Vasquez is, is probably a DFA. He's, um, a lefty relievers in camp. who's like sort of interesting, but he's out of options. And, um, I don't think he's going to make the team. Uh, and so at that point he gets DFA'd and, uh, I think that's how you get song on the 40. So song, uh, you know, it's, it, it's basically like, uh, the Manhattan project. Uh, you know, there's really, <laughs> nobody wants to talk about him. Nobody's allowed Manhattan to talk about project. him. Uh, no. you know, like <laughs> nuclear Noah, <laughs> uh, he, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I mean, the plan is he's going to stay down here when the Phillies leave, uh, in a week. And, uh, he's going to continue to do his work in, extreme secrecy and you know maybe we see him in a month two months three months maybe we never see him i i don't know i really don't like i've asked i keep asking people and people just like look at me like i've asked you know the most um appalling question ever so uh, i'm not allowed to ask about noah song anymore all right so then i i, I guess what i'm <laughs> fishing for is it, we're not expecting him to get offered back or, or anything like that oh no 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 oh no no oh no no they're gonna try to slow play us as yeah. much as they can and i don't i don't I, I don't believe there's anything nefarious like i mean they got in pitch for three years like i, I i'm i'm fully uh uh, you know, I understand the guy, you know, I don't think he can push himself right now, whether it's his back or his arm or whatever is hurting. Um, he needs time. And, and I think it's only fair to give him a little bit of time to try to figure out, you know, what, what, what he can be, what he is now. And uh, they're going to give him that time. And, and the league is going to give him that time too. There hasn't been any, from what I've heard, hasn't been any challenges to, you know, the, the, the uh, forthcoming IL placement. And so um, he's going to get that time. That's nice because it seemed it seemed a little convenient that as soon as he got to throwing, you know, a couple of bullpens that uh, all of a sudden the back issue flared up. I also believe I look, I, I believe things are on the up and up. But if I'm somebody if I'm somebody in the Red Sox work, I'm being like, yeah, are you serious? I, I mean, I, I have questions about this. I mean, I and, and I'm not I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a, it's an unusual situation. And um 
I almost like want to get, I, I don't know. Like, do they, do the Phillies get like a little bit of leeway for having the shrewdness to like actually, you know, to even just pick him and give him the shot and then actually end up getting him back in spring training from, from the Navy. I mean, I guess maybe they could deserve a little leeway. I don't know how much leeway, but um, we'll see. I mean, he has to spend 90 days on the active roster. The aisle doesn't count if they want to keep him uh, in the organization. So, I mean, they'll have to reach a point, you know, sometime this year, you know, I guess June-ish um, when they, when they kind of have to, to make a decision on song. So I think they'll slow play it until then. Like, I really don't think we're going to have any action on him until May or June, you know, if I had to predict. All right. Well, in keeping up with pitching injuries and their ripple effects, we, we mentioned that Nick Nelson and Chris Sanchez are, are a little banged up right now. And that has called long man slash spot starter slash super hybrid guy, Matt Strom. <laughs> into action apparently and he did this today matt strom is all about going multiple innings for this phillies team whether that's taking the ball at the start of the game and actually starting for a couple of innings whether that's coming in 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 the middle of a game if say somebody like ranger suarez can only go three maybe four uh it's an interesting little development that matt strom has just kind of turned into the swiss army knife of pitchers just be like hey Whatever role, and he said this as much in, in in at least one of your stories. I just want to do what it takes to win. You know, you love to hear that kind of attitude and mentality. What do we think of Matt Strom and this new kind of expanded role that he wants to take on? What, what can we make of this? I kind of dig it, Paul. Like, um, he he's not a long reliever because I mean, I I think that's like a derogative term in modern baseball because a long reliever is a guy that you're using in a lopsided game. You're using your long, long reliever when you're typically behind in a game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they view him as that. I mean, they paid him $15 million for over two years uh, this past winter. So they definitely don't view him in that. I think they view him as a guy who can handle um, higher leverage spots, but I think they also look at him as a guy who can handle multiple innings at a time. And it's kind of a throwback be quite honest and and i've talked to strom about it a few times and he he really enjoys the idea of this and is willing to to do this role um i think some of it is a product of their of their uh thinning rotation depth this spring um you know you mentioned sanchez nelson and obviously painter um you know are, are not going to be all going to be ready for the, the season They're, none of them are throwing right now um and so you've taken a little bit of a hit there. I mean, Mike Plasmeyer is now your sixth guy, and um, that's a little uncomfortable. I think Plasmeyer is effective. I, I don't know if you really want him to be your sixth starter. Um, could we see Strom make some spot starts? I I, I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, could he even start the fifth game of the season? He might. I mean, like Suarez, Ranger Suarez, I think is is going to be ready for the season. Um, it, you know, but if something happens between now and and the start of the season, then I think they're really left kind of with their hands behind their back. And I think Strom, you know, could be in the rotation, but um, he's interesting. He throws a bunch of pitches. He has the mentality. He's a former starter. He, he is very willing. And in fact, like almost um, desires, you know, I think this, this role. So uh, I, I, I don't think you see him use as a long man. I mean, I, cause I don't, I think he's better than that. He's better than a long man. So like you want him almost as like a fireman and Swiss army knife is the right way to, is the right term to use. He's used that word, that phrase. And, and Rob Thompson is now using that phrase. And I think they've kind of embraced that idea. So uh, kind of curious to see how it works out. I think the game is trending toward 
having a few more multiple inning guys who aren't just long relievers. You know, we've built bullpens now with all these one inning high, you know, max effort, high acting guys. And I think that's, that's, those guys are really good, but I, you can't build a bullpen completely full of just those guys. And so I see the value in a guy like Matt Strom. Is Matt Strom worth two years over 15 million over two years? Probably not. They probably overpaid on him, but um, you know, the Phillies uh, aren't going to win any awards for efficient roster building, are they? Well, no, and we love them for that. Now, it, it makes me, it reminds me of Andrew Miller from a few years ago. That's you're, not, yeah. you're not expecting Matt Strom to come out and just blow everybody away like prime Andrew Miller did. But the way Miller was used more dramatically by, by Terry Francona in Cleveland, but, you know, in other spots as well, where he would come in, he was the known fireman. And you, we, we were operating at the time you know, mostly in a baseball world of your best reliever is saved for maybe four outs, maybe five outs. Like if you're Mariano Rivera, especially when the playoffs come around. And so it was a little unusual back then. But always the last four or five outs. Right. And Miller was was coming in the middle of the game. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Miller was coming in as early as like the fifth, maybe even the fourth in one of those games. Like he was, he was just coming in when the situation dictated it. And it was a little striking. I know this was only, you know, seven, eight years ago, but it was striking to watch him come in in these roles. Now, I'm only thinking about that in terms of his usage. I am not saying Matt Strom is going to be Andrew Miller. But I do think it's interesting that you have a guy whose mentality is all about that, who wants to be used in those kinds of spots where the team needs outs, the team needs multiple outs, the team needs somebody to pick up a little bit of slack. If he's not on a down day and, you know, one of the starters flames out early on. It's nice to have a guy like that in the pen where you're not just, you know, all love and due respect to Clay Condry. You're not expecting Clay Condry to come out of the pen just to mop up, <laughs> you know, two to three innings. That's not the kind of guy we're talking about here. Dave um, Herndon, David, you know, Herndon. Dave Herndon, yeah, so Jeff Geary, of, you know, yeah. like those guys from the mid two thousands teams who, who had that kind of pejorative term that you were talking about, like, like a, like yeah. a long man or, or a yeah. mop up guy, heaven forbid. You don't think of that with Matt Strom. And I, I really just like that he wants to take the ball that way. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys who doesn't go gaga over, you know, a good soundbite quote. But I do like when guys come out saying things that just have that altruistic feel to it. Right. Like you have somebody here who's all about it, who is is thinking team first and just like, hey, I've got confidence in my abilities. I've got confidence I can get hot when you need me during the course of a game. Let's do this. And they're putting it in play. They're giving him multi-inning appearances here in the spring. And we'll see how it goes. You know, we're all primed for it now. We can expect to see him start a couple of games, probably the way things are going. We can expect Strom to, you know, pitch multiple innings in the middle of a couple of games, probably. And it's nice to know that you have that kind of weapon because the bullpen isn't really filled with a lot of those guys. Like you can stretch out Sir Anthony if you're feeling good about him, you know, maybe for, you know, four outs or something like that. But after that, you're really just kind of thinking like, uh, you know, maybe you are turning to Plasmire and you're not thinking about Mike Plasmire as your fireman. So it's no, just Brog- nice. Brogdon and Bilotti will will be asked, I think, at times pitch more than anything. Um, but beyond that, no, I mean, really, no. I mean, they don't have I, I think Junior Marte, if he's going to be on the team, um, they've asked him to, to in this spring to, to go like four or five outs at a time at, at different times. So um, but no, they don't really have like a you know, a multi-inning guy other than Strom. So that's a nice weapon to have. Uh, and just to finish rounding out the roster here, covering all the corners, 
we've talked about star pitchers, star hitters, bench bats are next on the docket. And we've seen a couple of them um, just go into town in the World Baseball Classic, notably Trey Turner, who's just playing out of his mind. Uh, Kyle Schwarber has been fine. JT has also been, I, I think he entered this this final game hitting like over 600 or something like that in his limited looks. The offense has looked really good, and that's obviously really nice to see. But on the bench, and we were talking about this a few minutes ago, we have the the, the competition that's going on for the last spot, but but some of these spots are already set. We know that Josh Harrison is going to make the team. We know that, assuming health, Garrett Stubbs is going to make the team as the backup catcher. Where things start to get a little more interesting are the likes of Derek Hall, of Jake Cave. It was a little bit interesting for Scott Kingery, I think, up until Harper was not going to be placed on the 60-day to free up that 40-man spot. That's not definite, but that's just how I'm reading this sort of thing. But one guy in particular who's standing out to you, your boy, and and you've you've been riding this hype train for a while. I, I know we were in the same boat of not fully understanding the trade at the time, but as you were picking up on uh, the vibes that people within the organization were giving you about this guy and the improvements he seemed to make as the season went on and now this spring, I am, of course, talking about Edmundo Sosa. Big Ed, who Big is... Ed. Hit- hitting the crap out of the ball and really just looking like he's looking like a really good player, Matt. He looks like a guy who I think would, would start on a lot of teams. And I think it's a, it's a really nice piece for them to have going into the season where, uh, you know, until Bryce Harper comes back, you know, that one of the quote unquote bench players is going to have to be in the lineup every day. Right. You know, you have, um, whether it's somebody who's going to be the DH or whether it's somebody who's playing in the field so that someone else can DH, you need one of those bench guys to be in your lineup. And I think Edmundo Sosa is going to play quite a bit early in the season uh, because he can play all over. Uh, I think he'd get probably most of his time at third base. Um, and that's because either Bohm DHs or Bohm moves over to first and Reese DHs. Um, Sosa, I, I, you know, a lot of the focus has been on like, oh, can he play a little center field this spring? And, and that's, you know, rightfully so. They're experimenting and the kind of people are, you know, interested in that. But I mean, just go watch some of his at bats spring and like this guy is um he's facing good pitching for the most part in these spring games and that's the first thing i look forward to see in the in when you're trying to look at spring numbers which are misleading but you want to see like the quality of opponent that he's facing he he, he starts a lot of games he's usually facing um you know big league pitching early in games and um he, he's made a lot of adjustments he's put some really good swings on balls he's hitting for power he's a little stronger this spring he he feels like he's in a good spot and um you know, this was a guy before the Cardinals gave up on him that they, they, St. Louis was high on him. I mean, they, they brought him to the big leagues at a pretty young age. They, they thought he was advanced. He's obviously great in the field. Uh, and, and I think this trade quite honestly look, looks like a steal right now. I mean, I, I don't know that he's an everyday player on a, on a, on a contending team, but um, I think he's a really good piece of a contending team. And I think he's a guy who, if you have an injury and you need him to go play somewhere every day for four weeks on the field, you're, you're feeling pretty good about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the only thing that really gets complicated about this this bench battle is this whole injection of can Edmundo stand in center field kind of thing, because there's a lot of focus on handedness. Um, and that's why, and I, I keep neglecting to name check him, and I should stop that. Dalton Guthrie is still in the mix for a bench spot as well, because he is a right-handed uh, hitting outfielder and a pretty good defensive outfielder at that, and speedy. Um, it doesn't really... 
it doesn't matter in Sosa's case, he's going to make the team anyway, but it does impact the, 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 the further down decisions of, Oh, do you, do you keep Jake cave and say, yeah, he's good enough to stand in center field too, even though he's a left-handed hitter like Brandon Marsh, who you expect to get the bulk of playing time in center field. It complicates things a little bit down the line and that's fine. But regardless of that, you're right that Sosa has looked like, you know, and he's changed his swing. Uh, he, he's made adjustments there and he's still hitting the crap out of the ball. As much as you can take from spring appearances, like this guy is showing it to you. And it'll be interesting to see how playing time gets juggled. I think how Rob Tom, uh, Rob Thompson decides to deploy these guys on a weekly basis, maybe not necessarily night to night, but in Josh Harrison and in Mundo Sosa, you have, you know, these right-handed hitting utility infielders, mostly infielders, um, while you're also giving as much playing time as you possibly can to Trey Turner, you still want to get Bryson Stott to realize a bit more potential. So you want to keep getting him looks and you have Alec Bohm, who was on the uptick, you know, all the way through the end of last year, both offensively and defensively. It'll be interesting to see how much playing time each of these guys can get and what their rotations look like having the DH helps. But I think it's something to keep an eye on has either Thompson or anybody else within the organization tipped their hand at all about what they might be thinking there. Or Matt, do you have thoughts absent that of, of how they might keep these guys all satisfied and get them their reps when the season kicks in? Well, lots going to be in the corner outfield, you know, because I think both Schwarber and Castellanos are guys who will get, you know, DH reps. And when those guys are DHing, you're kind of like, okay, well, who's going to, who's going to play in left field or who's going to play in right field. And maybe it is Jake cave, you know, uh, in left field if Schwarber is DHing, but um, I think it could be both Harrison and Sosa getting, you know, left field reps or right field reps. Mm. I do. I mean, that that's, that's mm. the thing. It's like their fourth outfielder is not, you know, it's not, it's not their, their outfield depth is not strong. It's not great. Um, and, 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 you know, with that said, Jake Cave is, I, I mean, I think you have to put Jake Cave on the team. He's had a great spring he's and just it, talking yeah. to him. I mean, he's healthy. He's really confident. He feels like he's made some good changes with, with Kevin Long. I mean, and, um, I don't know. The guys look tremendous. This spring. <laughs> like he looks really good and uh, he bats left-handed. Yeah. I mean, like you wish he was a righty hitting outfielder, um, but I, I feel like you got to put him on this team. And then, you know, like I, I feel like Derek Hall's got to be on this team too. And, and and it's, it's tough to carry both cave and hall. Um, but you know, so sustaining being able to stand in center field. And, and, and I don't know if I'm convinced of it, but it sounds as if the Phillies are, um, how do I say this? The Phillies are, uh, willing enough to try it. Um, because I think they really <laughs> want cave and hall on the team and, mm. And and that means that Sosa's got to be able to play center field. But I also do think, like, I think Marsh is going to play a lot. Sure. Like, like, I know we focused a lot. You know, Marsh was sort of platooned last year. Um, he, he's he's going to play against lefties this year, at least to start the season. You know, maybe there is a particularly tough lefty where they're like, okay, let's get someone else in center field. Um, but I, I really think that Marsh is, is, is going to play a lot. I, I don't know if that is too obvious of me to, like, I'm not really going out of limb here. Like, I... I, I think he's going to play a lot. So, I mean, it's like this backup center field idea. It's like, you know, it's maybe like once every seven to 10 days, maybe. Um, and, and that's why they're kind of like, I'm just watching Otani sprinting in from the bullpen because he needs to hit. He went out to the bullpen, but never warmed up. This is kind of just very fun to me. I'm sorry. Um, 
Also, this is the biggest baseball game of the year, but it's not. I can't get it on my hotel TV because it's not on Fox. It's on FS1, uh, which I don't know. I find that to be kind of silly. That's um, no good, man. That's no bueno. No, I got to no. do something about that. But uh, I, I think they really want Caven Hall on the team, and they, they both have had tremendous springs. They both have hit the ball really hard. And, and I mean, Sosa has to be the guy in center as the backup. And I think they're willing to just like, you know, kind of close your eyes and just try it. They trust Sosa. He's got instincts. He's athletic. You know, just go do it. And again, I don't know how often he'll be doing it. So whatever, you know. But I, with that said, I think Guthrie and Kingery um, are, are going to play for this team this year. Like I, I people have asked me about Scott Kingery all spring and, and like I, I give him a ton of credit because he, he, he has made them think about it. He, you know, sure. really was an after I won't say an afterthought. He was you know, really down the depth chart going into the spring mm-hmm. and, and people were excited to see, you know, you know, what has he been doing? And I think some people within the organization had heard some reports from Kevin Long, who was filling him in. He had, um, you know, he lives in Arizona in the off season. That's where Kingery is also. And they, they spent a lot of time together. And uh, I, I, I think Kingery has made them think this spring. And I think that's all you can ask. Uh, I think he should be really happy, even if he doesn't make the team, uh, because I, I think he's going to be a contributor in the majors for them this year. Um, as as a bench guy, as a utility guy, and that means he has to go to AAA to start the year. Um, I think so. Be it. Uh, I, I think they should be. I think Kingery and the Phillies are both you know really happy about how the spring has gone. Yeah, uh, this is this is pretty much fulfillment of the best case of what I had coming into the spring for him. You know, I I was rooting for the guy to to make a showing and to do exactly that. What you were just saying to make the team think about it. You know, he was at best a what felt like a long shot. To make the team at the outset wasn't on the 40 man roster uh had really just it wasn't even given a thought at the end of last year he appeared in that one game um and just hasn't hasn't contributed at the major league level for a couple of years now he would need to not make an out and then do more throughout everything in this entire spring to crack the roster to get on the 40 man roster after you know a couple of years of down performance he was fighting an uphill battle, but this is the first step. Having a good spring, looking like you can be that contributor that you were talking about, knowing that he's going to be a triple A, that he's going to be available in case somebody scuffles or gets hurt. It's nice to know that he looks like he's turning some kind of a corner, whether that momentum keeps up if, and when he eventually gets called back up to the majors, who knows? that's that's a problem for that time for right now he's doing all he can to make it look like he can be that contributor again and that's awesome you know i'm happy for the guy um that's exactly what i would have hoped for and for all of these bench guys in in total everybody who's been fighting for these spots has just been hitting the ball it's all they've done every single one of them they've made it you know an interesting conversation at the very least for the people who have to make these decisions about who they're going to take uh, on the opening day roster. And that's great. That's what spring is for. It's for this exact kind of thing. It's not glitzy. It's not glamorous. It's not flashy. You know, there, there's nothing super polished about this. And I get it. You know, this is <laughs> this is something you only really get invested in if you're kind of a nerd about the whole thing. <clears throat> but this is what I, <laughs> no, this no, is what I wanted, yeah. you know? Yeah, and this is, and, and, and I think the Phillies are really excited about the spring is because all five of these guys will stay in the organization you know, to make the team, but the other three and Clemens, we haven't really mentioned Clemens hits the ball hard. Like he's interesting. He's interesting. Like I, you know, he's good functional depth on a 40 man roster. He's a good use of a 40 man roster spot guy with options going back and forth. 
sorry i'm just like i cannot mark de rosa i mean i don't know what the hell is going on here. <laughs> jason jason adams throws 25 pitches and the bases are loaded and he's just starting to get somebody warming up i mean come on what are we doing here i'm sorry no um, it hasn't been it hasn't been the best tactical uh, uh tournament yeah but all five of these guys stay in the organization and, and guess what like the, there's gonna be two that make the team out of the, out of the camp and the other three they will play for the phillies this year you know, there will be times where they need these guys. And, and I had a good talk with Dalton, Dalton Guthrie about it a couple of days ago. And I wrote it in the athletic uh, as part of a, you know, a larger bench story. It's like, like they, these guys saw how it went last year. I mean, Phillies used a lot of players and there were times during the summer when different guys had to step up and, you know, Guthrie is, is, is a great example. I mean, he wasn't needed until September and all of a sudden, you know, he's on a postseason roster. Uh, so look, I mean, there will be opportunities. And the fact that, 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 you know, that these, three guys, whoever, whatever the three guys there are sending out, um, they're, they're useful guys. And I think they feel good about that leaving, uh, you know, the spring. All right. So now we enter the portion of the spring where everybody just kinds of hold, kind of holds their breath and, and hopes for continued health as opening day approaches. And these final decisions need to happen in order for the Phillies to bring their 2023 opening day roster, uh, out to Texas to play against the Rangers to kick off the season. Matt, as we as we come into the home stretch here, finally, what can we look forward uh, to reading from you on the athletic, or, or what else that you've already got out there? Would you like to point folks worth? I've got a couple of fun ones coming up. I just can't tip my hand on them, uh, but Ooh, there's there's some the fun stories. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a couple two couple cool ones. Um, you know, in, in the days here leading up uh, to opening day, and, and 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 both of them are sort of you know a couple callbacks to. Uh, last season two you know two final callbacks uh to last season and and uh you know what happened in the postseason and i hope people uh will enjoy them i think they're they're fun um you know i i, I there's a, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of time to dissect you know how this team uh stacks up and and looks um it's prospects for this season and uh you know i've kind of spent the spring you know profiling and, and going you know into some of these guys but um, there, there's, there's a lot to, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to write about. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the games to count, uh, to matter. And it's been, uh, yeah. you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting spring just because of all the, the minor league pitchers they've had to use. And I don't know, it's, it, it's felt too long. And even like, yeah, I'm, it's not just me. Like I'm telling you, like there's guys in the clubhouse who are like, it's, it's just like still going. Like it's just, yeah. It's not over yet. Like it's a lot, you know, and I know it's for the pitchers, but um, yeah, they're just trying to get to the end here and just make sure everyone is healthy and they're, they'll get their WBC guys back in the clubhouse. I will say it's been weird, you know, sure. not being in the clubhouse. You like, you kind of feel it, you know, it's like he, he, yeah, everyone just gravitates toward him and, and uh, a little weird him not being around, but uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I promise there will be good stories in the athletic. Well, there we go. All right. So we've got that to look forward to, as we always do from you out on the athletic. And we are, we are so close to the end. Everybody hang in there. Spring training just hits this point every year where you're just sort of tapping your foot and looking at your watch, but it, the end is almost here. All right. We've, we've got real baseball on the horizon. Uh, this will be our last check-in uh, from the two of us here from this spring. We'll be with you again as the regular season begins to dawn with a, a bit of a season preview where we'll know who's on the team. We'll have a little bit more to talk about in terms of matchups and real actual baseball that counts. Yeah. Crowd noises. Yeah, maybe we'll do something like before opening day. 
content baby yeah from some fun uh (laughs) you know some fun wild predictions or something i don't know i hate predictions but you can you know we'll cook some stuff up don't worry we won't leave you hanging uh but this will be the last regular update or check-in that we've got for you this spring you've heard enough from us i'm sure uh enjoy the last few days last few games of this spring um watch the bench guys duke it out hope for continued health um and we will be back with you as opening day approaches so for matt i am paul we'll see you when we see you